I'm here at the Limelight on Oxford with Antonio Fernandez and Michelle Lansdowne to talk about the new musical company that's to open on Friday. Hi guys. Hi. Hi, how's it going? Great. Now tell me a little bit about the musical. Antonio, you're the musical director, aren't you? I'm the musical director. I deal with the music. I teach the cast how to sing. I try to make a few choices about what was going to sound like on stage. The musical uh, is one of the first concert musicals that was ever written um, in the 70s, and uh, it's just a gorgeous piece of music. You know, I'm just very lucky that I get to do it. It's a dream of mine, you know, to do this musical. Are you a big fan of Sondheim? Everybody's a big fan of Sondheim. I haven't met anyone who's No, said, they're not. Really? There's a lot of people who don't like Sondheim. Why? Oh, I like the conflict. I, I don't know why. The question is why. I love, I'm a Sondheim, I'm passionately obsessed with Sondheim, but yeah. there's a lot of people. Yeah, but this show doesn't stay on the surface, you know, so much as some of the, you know, more commercial musical theatre that you see nowadays. This show goes deep, makes you look at yourself, makes you look at your partner, makes you look at somebody else's partner, Ooh. takes you on a ride, and then, you know, in the meantime, you get to enjoy some... Michelle, tell me a little bit about the plot. Uh, so, we have the central character of Bobby, and the entire story revolves around the fact that Bobby's turning 35, and Bobby has been a bit of a confirmed bachelor, likes to play the field, and he has a group of friends, all of whom are married. That's why the musical, the concept can be seen as a little outdated today, which is interesting how they've just about they've just opened a London production with yes, Bobby as a female, which actually makes more sense because the, the whole premise is that, you know, Bobby's 35, why isn't he married? Mm. And these days, a 35-year-old man, no one asks that question. Well, I get it really. asked. I but, get it asked every now and Yeah, then. but I think it's more common for a woman, like if it's going to happen, it's often the female that has to wear that ridiculous question. Mm. Yes. You know, like, why aren't you married? But I think it's him questioning, coming to that stage in life where you go, well, do I just have another meaningless affair is it just about sex? Is it just about having fun? As he sees his group of friends all married, settled, in all different stages of the relationship. That's what makes this show so interesting because this is not an advertisement for marriage. <laughs> it could be, but every couple has their own story. So it's a real ensemble piece for the rest of the cast because you are looking at these other couples plus three single girls that Bobby's dating. But it is all about Bobby's life and we see through his eyes what these marriages are like. And there's a song or a few musical pieces for each different number, for each different, like, relationship? Yeah, the show is well tied together by the music because one of the aspects of doing a concept show like this is that the plot doesn't behave in your natural sort of, you know, it climaxes towards the middle and then you have some morals of the story. It doesn't work that way. So all throughout the show we stay kind of on a line same level mm-hmm. and we hear different different aspects of what it means to be in a relationship coming from different characters of the play. Mm-hmm. We see a scene and it is capped by a song and that song sort of goes a little bit deeper. I think there's something great about Sondheim's music and is that it allows us to understand a little bit better what kind of be told with words so much when it's, you know, what's going on stage. Okay, we see that, then we listen to the song and then everything kind of makes more sense.
Wonderful. Does that, yeah. And is that what drew you to this particular project? Because you, you love Sondheim. How did you get into this particular project? Uh, this is my favourite show of all time. So I've always wanted to do this yeah. show. So when I saw it, yeah, absolutely. Growing up in Spain, musical theatre was not really a thing. We only get big commercial hits. So once I started getting a little bit deeper into it, I discovered Company. It was the first show that I could discover because I found a pirate copy online and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to watch this. And I was amazed by it. And I was most amazed by the musical director, which is a guy called Paul Gimignani, who is the, he's the Sondheim guy, so he just does all Sondheim guy, uh, everything, everything Sondheim. And he was just there wearing his sunglasses conducting the New York Philharmonic or something ridiculous. And he just seemed to be so at ease with it, mm-hmm. so I, I thought I want to be this guy. Ah. And I want to do company. So and you're not wearing yeah. sunglasses though? No, because my <laughs> eyesight is terrible. So <laughs> if I was wearing sunglasses today, it would be a terrible day, but uh, yeah. So you're paying <laughs> Yes, <around>. yes. <laughs> so she sings a pretty iconic song called Here's to the Ladies Who Lunch, where it's a pretty acerbic observation on the vacuous wealthy women of New York, of whom she is one as well. So it's a bit of a dream of yours, actually, both of you. It's a bit of a dream to yeah. actually be on this show. So I think we're just very lucky that we have the opportunity to look at this music, to uh, inspect it, to analyse it, to bring it to life, uh, to do something with it. It's just, I feel mm. completely privileged. You know, I come from a classical music background, so having the chance to be given this music that is incredibly deep and it has so many details mm. to it. So, yeah, so many and it's hard. Yeah, and it's really difficult. I can really see the difficult. passion when you I just love it. it. Yeah, so when you're He's the main reason no I came on board. So <laughs> um, I, I don't, didn't know Julie at all, um, and I hadn't worked, but I had worked with Antonio before and I have just the utmost respect for him as a musician. He is creme de la creme. We Very did the Little acting. Mermaid together, which yeah. is a different type of, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a different type of yeah. piece. <laughs> Alan Menken and Sondheim yeah, yeah. have the differences, yeah. but you know, it's still yeah. amazing music. Cool. And when I saw it, you know, in the in, in my mind, Michelle had to be Joanne. Like <laughs> I always envisioned in the version that I watched, it was Pat the Point. You know, yeah. so like Michelle is my Australian <laughs> Pat the Point of sorts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now, what is different about this particular production? What would draw the audiences in? I believe part of the challenge was dealing with the fact that it's a musical that is uh, very of its time. You know, when you watch it, you Because it was tell. written in the 70s. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it, the couples that you see, the stereotypes you see, because everybody's a bit of a stereotype, a cliche, the music itself is very iconic, is very of its time. So this production, part of the creative vision that we had for it was trying to bring it into a more atemporal space. It doesn't have to be 2018 if you don't want to, but it's not... 1970s, especially when we take into account that relationship dynamics are shifting and all these things are happening, you know, with the role of women in society and how many steps we take in on positive directions. And the show, when it was initially conceived, you can see that that is there, but not in such an obvious way that a, a, a member of the audience of today would understand that that's what the show is actually about. I would say the original production kind of paints women and there are very Bleak light mm. at points. Mm. So we've tried to, I think successfully, mm. shift that a little mm. bit. So shift and a lot of the, the gender dynamics. Yeah, it's basically showing that women are in control of the situation every single time and that there's not a male character that is taking advantage of, mm. you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah. that was part of the challenge of bringing this to life. And then also, when it comes to my side of things, uh, the orchestration is just beautiful, but obviously we kind of we kind of fit an orchestra uh, up there. Once you see the space, you will understand. So, mm-hmm. part of the challenge how was reducing it. Uh, we so have six people. 
including me. So we've got a cellist, she's gorgeous. We've got a flutist, a trumpet player. We've got a bassist and we've got a drummer because you need a drummer in a show like this. There's a lot of dance stuff going on. Lots of um, I have a lot of fun playing it. I don't know what you know people will perceive it as. There's many influences. You know, I try to bring a little bit of everything into every show that I do. I have very deep respect for Sondheim, so I like to stick to the text and see what's there. But I would say it is not the 1970s production that you can listen to the yeah. original Broadway cast recording. So basically, it empowers women much more? I think my character is like a, basically a kept woman on her third husband. She's bitter and everything, but you do get the sense that she's sort of where she is because she, that's exactly where she wants to be, like because she calls her own tune. So you could have looked at that perhaps in the past as she was that classic... They never had the choice. That never right? had the choice, but I think you... Hopefully you see her as someone who's... She may not be in a great space, but she's there because that's where she wanted to be. So I would suggest that she likes the money, she likes living in New York, and so that's what she wants, which is a way of kind of tweaking it. And I think you're right. It's hard to define because it is a show written in the 70s, but I think I also think that, like nearly all Sondheim, I can't think of any Sondheim, that doesn't stand up to today. Mm. You know, like, you really can apply it to everything. He was so clever. His observations on relationships are incredible. Yeah. You know? There's not a single moment in the play that you go, yeah, yeah. I get that. Because then he throws a completely different light yeah. on it. It's uh, The whole concept about the lyrics and the music is this uh, plane of ambivalence and mm. not black or white, but a big hole, grey, which is what relationships are at the end mm. of the day. It's, well, without giving too much away, yes. each of you, what's your favourite part of the play? Give us a little snippet. Yeah. I really love the opening number, Company, mm. because it's just an iconic piece of music. Yeah. The whole thing plays around the idea of a bell chime. And the whole show is written around that very small musical idea of just two notes. And from the very first musical number that we see, we get to understand that this is a play about... This one guy who's surrounded by this incredibly overwhelming group of people, you know, and that it sets the scene so well with such musical brilliance. I, I'm just in love with it. That's my favourite spot. I hope we get it right tonight. <laughs> that would be fantastic. What about you, Michelle? For me, I just find it funny. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but so you're often seeing scenes where it's not meant to be a reality. We're actually... Bobby's thinking about us, thinking about his friends, right? So, But we're actually there. And he actually brings a girl home to bed and he starts to think about what we would say and what we'd, we'd do. But we're actually there, <laughs> right, in the bed. And <laughs> but we're going, poor baby, all along. Like, we're just observing him and this young girl, you know? It's just funny, like, it's, he's going through this thing where somebody's almost having this kind of existential crisis or, or whatever it is, and we're all in his head because he's thinking about all the things we're saying. And, and then we're all saying, like, we all sing, don't you think she's a bit old for you, fat, tall? What, what are we saying? That isn't seems she, so complex. It is. It's a so really complicated because isn't she a little bit... And I go, she's old enough to be your mother. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, there's just clever little things like that. It gives but, me goosebumps every night. Yeah, yeah. every it's rehearsal it's has been. Oh, thank you, darling. Are you seeing it tonight? Picture. Yes, we are oh, seeing yeah. it tonight oh. now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. tell me when it's running. Opening night is. Opening night is on Friday. Friday. This coming Friday. It oh, runs from the 16th of November. First of December. So it runs from the 17th. Yeah. Until the first of December. Three weeks. At limelight on October. Thank great. you so much. Oh, it's great um, to talk to you. All the best for the show tonight. Thank you. Oh, good. Thank, thank you. you. So much.